Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. We're here to take your phone calls about whatever is on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. And as usual, it is Ian with you. And Mark. Uh, Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Lots of stuff there. And redesigned for 2010. I don't know. How long should I keep mentioning that it's been redesigned for 2010? We're now... Almost all the way through February at this point. I mean, how long can you put the the big burst with new on a product all when, uh, yeah, I mean, you see that all over marketing, right? How long is it new for? Is um, it new until you make another change to the site? Did you want an executive decision here from, from me? Is that what you want? It, I, I'm asking the universe, and you're the only universal representative sitting here. I mean, we've got open phones, 800-259-9231. Your answer is as good as anyone else's. Uh, the end of uh, the first quarter. End of first quarter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what are you basing that on? Just complete arbitrary whim? I thought I'd uh, try to deliver something that uh, sounded uh, legitimate, and I'd it, deliver with as much authority as did. I could. It had yeah. that. It had yeah. that ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> it made me think, yeah, yeah, he's That's he's what politicians do every <laughs> single day. <laughs> they lie to you, and they do it with authority. Well, now, that's not necessarily a lie. What? Well, what you said was not necessarily a lie. <laughs> if it was you say just something opinion. that you don't know to be true, you are still telling a lie. Well, that's not necessarily untrue. What? Well, I mean, I'm not trying to sound political here, but that what you said is not necessarily untrue. No, no, it, it isn't. You could get lucky um, in telling the truth through, uh, you know, this 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 means that I'm talking about, which is yeah. just talking well, pretty much straight out of your butt. Um, but that doesn't make it not a lie. It's a lie. 1-800-259-9231. Well, okay, so for those listeners out there that unfortunately are not privy to our weekday program, we do this show six nights a week. Many of our stations are only taking, uh, at this time, the Saturday show. We hope that eventually they'll all take all six nights. However, uh, at this time, most of them don't. So you may not have heard the discussion we had this week about the Austin plane crash thing. And I feel like it's something that should be addressed, so... But at the same time, I don't want to, you know, backtrack and repeat the, you know, same old content. I know this isn't the best of Free Talk Live, you know, one of those weekend repeat shows. We're here, we're fresh, we're taking your phone calls. So, so I'm, if you want to call in about it, if you would like to call in about that, by, by all means, feel free to tell us how you feel about that. And if you bring it up, then we'll go ahead and, and jump into it and let you know how we feel about it. But I wanted to start out with something that I've actually been kind of holding on to all week long because I find it particularly outrageous. And it's one of those topics that I guess some people are going to call mature. Now, Free Talk Live is a show that uh, that deals with, on a regular basis, mature discussions of topics that, you know, you're not going to see on Nickelodeon. Uh, some people would accuse this program of not necessarily being family-oriented. However, I would say that, uh, on the other hand... I think this show is absolutely appropriate for families if your family is the kind of family that is not afraid to talk about issues like sex, drugs, violence, other things that uh, – politicians, other things that are very, very 
nasty to some extent, right? They they're not uh, fuzzy bunnies, and uh, it's not this kind of sanitized world that some people want to uh, to put in front of their children and to pretend like you know naughty words don't actually exist, and so people don't do bad things. And let's shield our children well, from all. I don't of know this about stuff. naughty words. It's not like we use those on the show no, on no, a regular no, no. basis, but, but um, you know what I'm saying. The kind of parent that is. Uh, that that has this parenting belief that their children should be shielded from all that is life, and that uh, we talk about things that are mature on this show. It's it, but I I don't know that some people would say it's not family, but I don't. It's not the kind. I have of, a difficult time imagining this picture, this Norman Rockwell picture in 2010 of a, a family sitting around their radio and listening to Free Talk Live. If you've gone on the internet to listen to Free Talk Live at freetalklive.com. Chances are good yeah. you're the, and your family's sitting around listening. And I suppose it's, it's happening somewhere in America. I know that people say that they, their kids can't go to sleep without listening to us, which it, this is we come on at bedtime, right, for yeah, you know, smaller sure. children. And I'm sure smaller children really don't know what we're talking about at all. It's just background noise the parents are uh, uh, listening to. I'm, I know that some families do that, but I just I, I have a difficult time with this, the idea that the, the family's gathered around the radio hanging on our every word. I'm sure it happens in you know less than a percentage of our of our listening audience. By a percentage, you mean one? Yeah. Yeah, less than one percent. Yeah. Yeah, I would say you're right. (laughs) So I don't know. I just kind of prefacing this uh, to to throw the alert out there. Those of you that are concerned about your kids hearing these sorts of discussions, Uh, this is uh, from the Raw Story at rawstory.com. Anne Frank, remember her? Anne Frank. She was uh, the Jew that uh, one of the Jews that uh, she wrote a diary and uh, right. she got Very killed famous. by the Nazis, right? Did she get killed by the Nazis? She didn't live through the, uh, I don't know. the experience. I, it's been a while. I know I saw a movie about her when I was in uh, high school, and I know that uh, it was my understanding that she she indeed was hiding. You know, she was being hidden from the Nazis. Um, and you're probably right, Mark. I'm sure we can go to uh, like Wikipedia and, and check that out if you don't mind. Oh, let's, everything they write at Wikipedia is a lie. It out. Uh, well, I mean, every, a lot of things at Wikipedia are questionable, but many of them are cited sources, and you can go and dig. It's and a find nice, out. Uh, convenient uh, site where you can go look and for just about anything. People keep it updated, and it's exhaustive, and I, I like it for that reason. Yeah. So, um, so nothing the, is authoritative. The Encyclopedia Britannica has been wrong before. Now, there's a couple different points to this story. What has happened is her diary has been pulled from schools in a Virginia school district. Now, there are a couple different uh, viewpoints that we can come at this from. There's the censorship aspect. There's the government schools aspect. There's the uh, mature topics uh, discussion here. Let me just get to the details. Anne Frank's adolescent curiosity about sexuality is too much for a Virginia school district that has pulled the complete version of the young Jewish girl's diary off its curriculum and off its shelves over a parent's complaint about sexually explicit passages. So one parent complained. Culpeper County Public Schools has pulled Anne Frank's The Diary of a Young Girl, the definitive edition, off the shelves because parents complained over the sexual nature of the vagina passage in the definitive edition, according to the star exponent from Culpeper, Virginia. She was killed in 1945. She was killed by the Nazis. Well, I... I I don't know that... I I haven't read the whole thing. I mean, doesn't that make sense? But she did hide out. She was being hidden... 
Anyway, the complaint has to do specifically with an expanded version of the diary published in 1995. Frank's father, Otto, had excised large parts of his daughter's diary prior to the publication in the late 1940s. Anne died of typhus, here you go, Mark, while being held at the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp in March 1945. So effectively, she died because of the Nazis. Sure. Uh, her diary has made her arguably the wo- world's most famous Holocaust victim. That's true um, that she died because of the Nazis if she dies from dis- some disease in a concentration camp. But if she, um, but if somebody dies in Iraq or Afghanistan due to malnutrition or uh, um, unputable water or something like that due to our interventions in there, they did not die because of American intervention. <laughs> Is that what some people believe? Absolutely. Crazy. The stories people will tell themselves. So according to Valerie Strauss at the Washington Post, the offending passage is a description of female genitalia. Now, I don't know how old she was uh, when she died. I don't think she was that – I don't think she was that old. Fourteen? Yeah, teens. So the description here is – you know, it's it's basically a little girl or a young lady writing about self-exploration. Her parts. Yeah. It's not salacious and lewd and explicit. So I'm going to read it for you. This is what they banned from the Culpeper County Public Schools because her diary had this two sentences in it. Quote, there are little folds of skin all over the place. You can hardly find it. The little hole underneath is so terribly small that I simply can't imagine how a man can get in there, let alone how a whole baby can get out. Unquote. So... Is this necessary? Did somebody out there that just heard me read that, did you cringe? Did you say to yourself, oh my God, I can't possibly allow my son or daughter to read something like that. Jesus hates vaginas. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you are somebody who agrees with the school district pulling this book... I'd love to hear from you, but there's more to this story about kind of the nature of government schools and why it is that nobody's ever going to be happy with them. We should touch on that coming up to Bring Up Anything, Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We have got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, including a lengthy discussion of uh, the, the, the situation with the plane crash this week, uh, that you can all get in the archives over at freetalklive.com. It is completely free. Uh, and also, if you're remodeling your kitchen or bath or building a new one, or just want to spruce it up a little bit, you can go to innerknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com, and uh, they have wholesale prices on knobs and pulls. 
all knobs and bolts, pretty much anything you've ever seen anywhere at any of the specialty stores, any of the big box stores, you can go to innerknobs.com, and if you use this code, FTL, you save an additional 11% off of their already low price, uh, already wholesale price um, at innerknobs.com. They also have a closeout section that's 50 to 80% off, and you can, and the code works on that too. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. So we're talking, starting things out here tonight. Of course, you can take the show anywhere you want to. Just a few more thoughts on the Anne Frank uh, story. Anne Frank, of course, uh, wrote a diary while uh, she was being uh, hidden from the Nazis during World War II in Nazi-occupied Amsterdam. And it's one of the most uh, famous uh, accounts of what happened back then from a uh, from anybody's perspective it's definitely the most the most noteworthy and so a school district in virginia has pulled the full version of the Anne Frank diary the diary of a young girl the definitive edition has been pulled from the school's shelves because of one offensive passage at least offensive to one person because one mother or father one uh, parent complained about this and that's what got it pulled. Now, look, if you want to shield your children from all things sexual or all things, uh, you know, drug related or all things, whatever, th- whatever it is that you want to try to shield them from. By good luck with that. All means good luck to you. I think that is one of the most damaging, dangerous things you can do is to shield children from frank discussion, frank I think uh, it's discussions imp- of sexuality. I think it's important that um, teenagers are able to teach other y- young teenagers, especially like 12, 13, 14 year old <laughs> are able to teach other young teenagers about sex and all of the uh, you're being very sarcastic, all tonight. the ways that they can get confused, um, all the issues that they may not un- quite, quite understand. And I think it's very important that adults not talk to teens about sex because God knows if they had all the right information, they might utilize it. You're being very sarcastic tonight, Mark, and you're absolutely right, though, uh, in in a fun way that kids are teaching each other about sex. That's how they're going to learn it. If you don't, uh, and I'm sorry, one one little conversation does not cut it. No, no. I mean, my mother had a conversation with me. I didn't understand the biologic. I didn't understand how it was done after the conversation. (laughs) <laughs> I did not understand. Well, you see, Daddy loves you. Mommy very much, and then we get together sometimes, and then yeah. there's a baby. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Daddy and Mommy were split up at that point. Uh, um, but, well, maybe about that time. I'm sh- they sure didn't teach it to me in Christian school, I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah. So, I, I really, the, nobody has responded on this. I mean, we've got other people who want to call, talk about something, so we're going to go to the phones here in a moment. I just That's what Free get, Talk Live's yeah, about. I just wanted to get this topic out there and, and, and throw it out there and see what people think, because there must be somebody listening to the show tonight. I mean, we've got 60-plus radio stations. Somebody must be out there saying, well, I wouldn't want my children to read this passage, this filth written by that little Anne Frank. And the passage is... There are little folds of skin all over the place. You can hardly find it. The little hole underneath is so terribly small that I simply can't imagine how a man can get in there, let alone how a whole baby can get out. That's what Anne Frank wrote in her in the full edition, uh, the restored edition. Apparently her own father uh, cut out some sections of the, or one of her relatives cut out sections of the book, and it was restored. Now they've taken it off the shelves because somebody was offended. So if that's what you want to do is shield your kids from this kind of stuff, that's fine. And I understand that uh, one of the problems in this uh, this country is the government schools lead to this kind of conflict. They, they're a one-size-fits-all education monopoly 
that virtual monopoly that uh, that basically forces whatever it deems to be the appropriate educational methods and uh, curricula down everybody's throats, whether they like it or not. Well, they are a monopoly in the, in the sense that it doesn't matter if everybody uses your product. It only matters if everybody pays for your product. That's true. You're and forced to pay for They are for a monopoly it. because you are forced through property taxes to pay for them, whether you rent or own. Because if you rent, you're still paying the property taxes of the person who owns. Otherwise, if they weren't making a profit, they wouldn't be renting for very long. Right. What so would Walmart education care? in this country is an absolute monopoly, and that monopoly is really, uh, by and large, controlled by the teachers' union, which is a pretty small okay. organization. You, you've convinced me. You're right. I mean, what would a general store, uh, the Walmart or big department store, care if uh, you had to buy your milk at Walmart every single week? If you went ahead and bought milk somewhere else, sometimes, you know, as long as you bought at least some milk at Walmart every single week. You don't have to take it out of the store, care, just right? pay for the milk. Yeah. You can send your milk payment in. Yeah. You just have to pay for the milk. Don't worry, we'll yeah. give the milk to somebody who needs it. So I think the, the solution here for, uh, for people who don't want their kids to encounter things like this or for people that don't think this is explicit enough, you know, people that think that there should be because sexual education is, and that's not what this book is about. This is just a passage in her diary. But sexual education is one of those controversial issues in government school about, you know, what should and should not be taught. Some people would say that, well, there must be sex education in government in, in school. And some people would say, well, no, I don't want any sex education in government school. And I'm sure there are people within that spectrum of the most explicit kind of sexual education to no sex education whatsoever. And this is one of the many, many issues that people will conflict over uh, because they believe that their their, uh, personal value system is the right one and that everybody should follow their belief system and their belief system should be the official uh, system that is taught in the government school. So that's why we have government school, so that people can fight over that indoctrination center that is public education. And they can they can war with each other over what should be taught there to whom, uh, you know, to, to other people's children. It's just people fighting over the minds of other people's children. Let's talk to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ina Mark. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. What's on your mind, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, there have granted Anne Frank died uh, in the concentration camp. She mm-hmm. did exist. But there are questions as to whether she wrote a diary or if that was a construct done after the war to sort of focus on, you know, the terrible really? event of the Holocaust. Uh, in fact, there have been papers written in Israel whereby uh, it's actually been proven in two, two uh, theses that state that it was written after the war. Hmm. Uh, so the questions about the authenticity of her diary, but we know the Holocaust did exist and it was a tragic event. Uh, but regarding the question of education, I've thought a lot about this over the last 30 years. And I want to say that we're the only nation in the world that doesn't have a standard curriculum that every day students, whether they're in Pennsylvania or Texas or Hawaii... I don't think there um, should be a standard curriculum. Well, I think there should be Well, one. we'll, we'll, we'll come my, back and talk about that. Hang on. My point. Hang on. We'll, we'll let you. Just hang on. We're nailed to the clock, Frank. 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. See, Frank thinks there should be a standard curriculum, and that's part of the problem. That's exactly what we were just talking about, where everybody's fighting over what's supposed to be the right standard. Frank thinks we live in a sovereign nation, where in fact we live in 50 separate ones. There's more coming up. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. And for the grand prize, why was marijuana made 
illegal. Uh, because it's a gateway drug. Because there's no medical value. Because it corrupts the youth. Uh, because drugs are bad, okay? Because it kills your brain cells. Uh, because it makes you dumb. Because it makes you lazy. Uh, because it'll make boys grow boobs. Uh, because it threatens industry and Americans are a bunch of sheep. MarijuanaMuscle.com This is Free Talk Live. It is live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI. Toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wikiwiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. wiki.freetalklive.com. Take the startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. You can start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. And when you get your little search results, they even have a little link down there called Proxy, which will allow you to go to the website without that website putting cookies and tracking devices on your computer. So if you Not only don't... that, it's a total anonymizer. They don't know who you are at all. It's not even there. It's, you're using Startpage's IP address mm-hmm. instead of your own. So that's what a pro- that's what a proxy is. And it's very cool, and it's free over at startpage.com. I've never seen a proxy service like that that was free. Normally, people are charging for that stuff. So anyway, we continue here uh, with uh, your calls. Frank is on New uh, Frank on the line in New York, We're talking about Anne Frank and her diary being pulled from a, a government school district here in uh, this country because of a passage that. Is not very explicit, but it does reference, uh, not even by word, it references Anne Frank's vagina. It's, it's a, a young girl talking about kind of the, the process of self-exploration. It doesn't talk about you know, self-pleasuring or anything like that. It's just her making a comment uh, about, well, I'll read it again. It's short. She says, there are little folds of skin all over the place. You can hardly find it. The little hole underneath is so terribly small that I simply can't imagine how a man can get in there, let alone how a whole baby can get out. And my question was, are there anybody, is there anybody listening tonight that, that listens to, uh, that hears that passage and says, oh my gosh, that, that school district absolutely did the right thing. We can't allow children to, uh, to access passages like this in books. What might they think? Now, Frank, you're not calling to, to answer uh, that particular question. You're just calling with your thoughts. On... No, no, I, I, made, I, I raised the question about the authenticity of her diary, in a sense, uh, as a number of scholars have done. Uh, but no, no, I don't think there's anything the matter with that passage. I mean, there's no, uh, we have no expletives. We have nothing, you know, well, vulgar. It's just a... Let's you know, get back to what you were saying a moment ago, Frank. You were saying that yeah. you think there need to be standards. Because the other issue here is government schools in general and how right. it is that uh, certain well, groups can try to fight over control of these government schools. Go ahead. Okay, if I could make my point. Every country in the world, with the exception of the United States, has a standard curriculum with regard to public education, whereby students in one city... Uh, in a certain grade area, are studying the same material on that day. The students are responsible for the same assignment. And as a result, when it comes time to do an achievement test or to test for a one-to-one correspondence on knowledge or content of the course, uh, you know, the students have a, a very good chance of uh, doing well uh, because they're exposed to the same material. But if you look at the American system where you have different school boards and uh, different cities or counties within the various states, 
where, let's say, in a ghetto school, you'll be studying something very different from what's being taught at the affluent suburban public school. And as a result, you know, the students that attend the affluent suburban public school, by and large, have a much better education, and they're exposed to more essential knowledge than the students in the uh, economically deprived urban community. Well, there's no uh, doubt that that last statement is true, Frank, and thank you, for the, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, but just the last statement. The other part about uh, centralizing standards over the entire country, that's even scarier to me. I, I mean, the government schools are bad enough as they currently are, and it is true. What he said was true, that generally uh, schools in inner cities are not as, uh, as as effective, if you will, as the schools in the uh, the upper crust areas of they this country. They deal with a lot of other issues, too. But it's generally the case that government schools overall are not as effective. Even the ones in the upper crust areas are not as effective as private schools and homeschooling. So one of the problems with – I don't think anything's as effective as homeschooling. No. Because all you have to do is uh, take a look at uh, the, the, the competitions, the academic and – Oh, and, it's not, you know, it's not even a know. competition. Yeah. <laughs> homeschool kids clean up. But but the problem with the government is the the idea that one size can fit all. That's the that's one of my big issues here, is that the, there should be this one standard that every child in America or whatever country or whatever a geographic region we're talking about should have to adhere to. And I think that's a big issue. We can come back to it. Let's talk to uh, Peter listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Mark. Hi, gentlemen. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? My son is actually, he's 10 years old, he's in fourth grade here in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. and they were studying the diary of Anne Frank just last week. Okay. Um, what area was the, was that book banned on? What area was it? What, you mean, what... Uh, what? Like Virginia Beach, Richmond. Uh, Virginia, let's see, Culpeper County. Okay, that's up, that's up in, like, northern Virginia. Okay. Because, um, you know, the, the whole about whether or not something is too much for a 10-year-old or someone in that age group to understand also falls back on whether or not the parents take the time to go over the, kids, the children's work with them, go over, you know, what things mean, answer any questions the children have. I mean, if the parent isn't going to spend the time, and that also brings back to um, what the last caller was talking about, about, you know, the suburban schools being better, the suburban schools have better curriculums because, in general, they're less crowded. The parents generally work one job and the other there's another parent home spends more time with the children. Mm, that makes a big difference. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. As far as standards in schools go, as a parent, it should be minimum standards, but every child doesn't learn at the same rate. They, so to have a set standard, some children will fall behind, some children will be bored and not live up to their you know, full potential. Um, you know, Fortunately, my son, you know, he is gifted, and he's in programs, and they, they give him a slightly different curriculum that's geared towards, you know, his learning strength. As, but, you know, the other, the ad, I guess, for lack of a better term, the average children, you know, they still get a good full curriculum, but their school also takes, makes an effort to make sure that children don't fall behind. At least that's how it is in Virginia Beach. Peter, thanks for the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and thank you for the call at 800-259-9231. I've noticed a phenomenon, and this is it certainly doesn't apply to every um, kid in the uh, upper middle class and middle class uh, brackets, but that um, <clears throat> kids kids in those uh, socioeconomic brackets are more likely to be called gifted because the upper crust people, they don't send their kids to public school, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, public school is welfare for middle class people. 
Um, but you'll you'll find that uh, that the people in, in those the kids in those brackets are much more likely to be called gifted. And I think to some extent, I'm not saying that there's, they're not gifted kids in gifted classes. I am saying, though, that the, oftentimes it's just another way to make a, a, a more competitive curricula for those, you know, for students that, of parents that, uh, you know, would like to see that happen. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. But we had uh, Peter there calling for standards also. And what I would like to propose here is that we have a free market in education. And then that would result in inevitably some sort of likely standard certification. There would be probably different standards out there. In the same way that uh, many private businesses can have their products or certi- uh, services certified to a, to a certain level of specification by a third party, an independent third party, whether it's you know Consumer Reports or Underwriters Laboratories or Zagat's. I mean, you can just go down the line of uh, you know various different independent certifications out there so you you could have in a free market uh world of schools the the kind of parents that want to shield their children from everything that could possibly be considered uh corruption uh, corrupting or whatever you wanted to call the uh, mature discussions of things like sex and and drugs and that kind of thing uh you could have a school that panders to those kinds of parents oh, it, gets, it goes far beyond that you can you can go a lot crazier you can have schools where they don't have harry potter they don't celebrate uh, that's what yeah they, that they don't celebrate thing. halloween right yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they, that's the kind of school i'm talking about you could have that uh you could also have school it's very very uh liberal in its education on sex and very uh detailed on that kind of thing and you can have schools that are in between you can have all kinds of different options because there are all kinds of different kids and parents and they they want different things right they want different things and so the marketplace would respond to that and out of that would come self-organized would come essentially standard certifying organizations that would come in look at a school's curriculum and say yes you pass you can you can have our seal of approval there's more coming up this is free talk live take control of the airwaves American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Whether you want to talk about the uh, the school system and, or censorship or... Or you can go to you know the Austin plane crash or whatever might happen to be on your mind. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, there are a couple easy ways to do that. One is you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's that simple. You know you need to buy stuff. Maybe you want to buy the Anne Frank Diary or whatever. Amazon's got almost everything. Dozens of They've categories. they the Anne Frank Diary. You, yeah, you better that. believe it. Uh, they probably have different versions of it, too. Uh, so dozens of categories. You can even purchase used items to save a few extra bucks. Get free super saver shipping if you're buying brand new on a whole lot of their products. And help Free Talk Live by entering through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue here with your phone calls. Uh, David is listening in Keene to WKBK. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hi. Hey, David. 
I was just going to uh, say something about that. Um, sure. It seems like they, they, I mean, this passage that you read, it sounded like something that would give a young person um, affirmations or confirmations of, of things that they already felt like and uh, maybe enlighten them to something that, you know, awareness that they might be having of themselves. And they're substituting that with this crazy lady that's like, totally sounds repressed and probably is like a Bible belt wacko. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're substituting. What we're talking about here is what you're referencing is that Anne Frank's book, uh, the full version, has been pulled from a school district, Culpeper County School District in Virginia. They replaced it with a a censored version of the book, basically, an expurged version uh, where that passage doesn't appear. So, I mean, it hasn't been replaced by a crazy lady, uh, but I think think what you were referencing is that you thought that the woman, or presumably the woman, or man, the parent, that's all we know is a parent, uh, that, that was very upset about this uh I, I don't know why i said it would be a woman but anyway uh the the parent who was upset about it was the crazy lady is that what you were getting at David? sort of yeah kind of with an innocent little passage like that yeah. it sounds like you know uh you know it would just confirm and and, and just you know help us uh, a young person you know what i'm saying i yeah, think absolutely I mean, I think that uh, anything that involves honest discussion about sexuality can be very helpful to young people. And I think one of the most dangerous things to do to a, a young person is to shut them off from that kind of discussion. I think that lady should – should. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying that. I shouldn't say that. But the, I think the person that did it would be much better off like um, going after like – magazines that have scantily clad people trying to sell like beer or something you know what i'm saying i think she'd be fighting a better fight i think she'd be better off just if i think she'd be better off just providing this little bubble for her child to go into and shutting off all kind of external uh, influences rather than attempting to control the world around her. That would be a far more effective manner of shielding. it wouldn't be good for the kid, though. No, it the wouldn't be. The kid's going to go out and venture into the world. And no, I agree with you really completely. <laughs> I'm just telling you, as far as if you want to be one of those parents and try to shield right. your children, you're better off just preventing them from seeing anything rather than trying to change all the magazines and all the TV channels and all the radio stations right, around right. you. Right. Thank you, David, for the call. Right. Appreciate hearing from you, as always, at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to John, listening to WFLA in Tallahassee. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, John, you're on the air. I just uh, have this question that I've been thinking about for a long time. Okay. <clears throat> it has to do with uh, who is to blame for the Holocaust and all the murders of by the so-called Nazis. The so-called Nazis. What are you, what are you getting at? Well, uh, seems like the term Nazi is seems to be kind of a uh, cover term that kind of hides the fact that we're talking really about Germans. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. What we're do you talking mean? about? We're talking about um, the churches being complicit in Germany. Well, there were we're, there were, we're Germans that about, didn't kill Jews. You understand that's that? That's true. That's Germans true. that didn't support the killing of Jews, so that's true. I don't know if it's very fair to say that. Well, it's the Germans. It was that that particular political party was pushing that, and I, um, you know, I mean, there was a to to some extent a, a global uh, movement at the time against uh, against Jews, and I think that's the reason for all the Holocaust museums around the United States is to sort of teach people about 
those things. But I think that the the Nazis glommed on to a uh, particular, uh, you know, a group, a subset of of culture of the culture that uh, was unliked, like say I don't know illegal immigrants or uh, Muslim people, just just as an example. And they they you know said that these people are bad, and and they managed and they went really 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 far in in in, in that particular arena. Yeah, well, I'm thinking that, um, you know, it was the, there was, you know, what what is the percentage of, of uh, agreement by the German people at that time? You know, that's a, that's know? if they knew. I mean, because I don't think, uh, you know, Life magazine. For a long time, uh, they did not know. Right. There, there were some magazines out there that sort of talked about how the Jews were being mistreated and taken away and, you know, uh, relocated and stuff like that. There were rumors about what uh, Not was like going that didn't on. happen to Japanese people in the United States. But I don't think that, um, I don't think the average German really, it, 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 mo- the vast majority of Germans knew what was going on in those camps. Well, you know, one of the things, one of the problems is that you and I and everyone else is, relying on what has been recorded historically. Yeah. And history is written by the winners. You know, you hear you read about the uh the uh documents that were uh, from the United States that said that, you know, the United States didn't want to get involved even then when they heard when about the uh gas chambers and so forth and you know, until until Germany I mean until uh, Pearl Harbor. We just didn't want to, you know, that was somebody The United States also turned away shiploads of, uh, of Jewish people that were, at least one shipload of Jewish people that had managed to escape from Germany. So uh, they, uh, exactly. they, that was, I think, a yeah. particularly horrific example of uh, oh, yeah. how they didn't get involved. Right. I think, I think that the United States government was, um, a lot of people in it were, were chomping at the bit, and most Americans were kind of anti-war at that time because a lot of their, um, a lot of the parents uh, had fought in World War One and saw how devastating that was. And realized that World War II was just an outcropping of World War II is just World War One the sequel. Um, right. Because if the United States hadn't gotten in, it had stuck at its business in the European theater in World War One, as there Woodrow never Wilson would promised. have been a World War Two. Yeah. Um, Germany would have never declared war in the United States when the United States declared war on Japan. And the ch- chancellor would, or whatever never would have been deposed or whatever right. he was. Hey, John, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate well, yeah. hearing from you. 800-259-9231, SACL CAI, toll-free line. We continue. David, listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Uh, how you doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight, David? Yes. Um, I just want to say that you guys are doing a great job on, you know, Talk Back Live. And I've been listening now for a few weeks and all that. Excellent. And, um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I I wanted to talk about that it's too much partisanship in Congress. Hmm. What's that mean? Well, you know, the country is at war mainly. Is it? Not only are we. Okay, well, you're making all kinds of uh, declarations that I want to make sure we're clear on. When you say the country is at war, do you mean that they have uh, military troops over in uh, other countries around the world killing people? Well, I feel that the country is at war, okay? And we're at war in Afghanistan, and we're at war at, in also in Iraq. And even though we're phasing out Iraq, we're still at war in Iraq. And so, therefore, it would be good if the American people, and especially our leaders, mm. you know, if there would the partisanship, you know, we're always going to have partisanship in a democracy. But at the same time, when it goes to the point where we start mark- mocking each other 
and disrespecting each other to such a degree. What if I disrespect them all? What if I disrespect all of the people in Washington, D.C.? What does that make me? Well, that's a whole other issue. Mm. And and I would have to consider, you know, some of the points that you may be making are valid points. I'm only saying that because the country is at war, because our troops is in harm's way, what's wrong with their, even that you can maintain some bipartisanship, but our ancestors... The founding fathers and even men after them and women, they had what is called decorum, and they had more respect for one another. And even though they would disagree with each other, it wouldn't come to this point. I don't know about that. They had slaves back then. I heard a story, and I don't know how true this is. One of our historians can check this out. But I heard that the original um, place that the the Senate and the representatives met um, actually had bullet holes in the ceiling because (laughs) um, the people people would go in there armed, and when they were— unhappy with what the politicians were saying, they'd shoot into the ceiling. And I'm wondering, is that the kind of decorum you're talking about? <laughs> That's a good one. But I, you had to reach real deep to find that one. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, David, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll bring you back here after the news because I want to hang you on. I want to hang you on the line as okay. we discuss this. Because you mentioned, you mentioned a lot of things that I, I take issue with, uh, that we're at war and that uh, you mentioned leaders in Washington, D.C. I don't have leaders Politicians are not my leaders. Hour two's coming up. Money talks, and it sounds just like Jim Cramer. I'm Cramer. Money talks, and sometimes it shouts when the results speak for themselves. Investors worldwide follow Jim Cramer's advice on TV, in books, and on websites like thestreet.com. And whether the market's up, down, or sideways, Jim's always hunting down a bull market. And now you can follow Cramer's portfolio at getcramer.com. Okay, here's how it works. Every time I buy or sell, I will email you ahead of time. Did you hear me? Ahead of time. It's like, if you can read, you can read my mind. My portfolio, fueled by my great research, is designed to deliver success. And I'll share it with you at GetKramer.com. Today, you can sign up for two weeks of free access to Kramer's Picks and Portfolio. Just go to GetKramer.com and enter code word FREE. GetKramer.com free today. Go to GetKramer.com. Code word free. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you on a monthly basis for their websites. We give ours away, so enjoy it over at freetalklive.com. And we're going to bring David uh, back on the line here, listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. David, are you there, sir? Yes, sir. I'm still here. Now, you called in about bi- uh, what you call bipartisanship, and your my, the, my understanding of what you've said so far, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is that you think that they are bickering and fighting with one another too much up in Washington, D.C., and you'd like, uh, like to see them kiss and make up. You're on target. You're on target. It's not that we want them to kiss and make up, but we want them to move the American agenda forward. What is that? What is that? To your mind, what is the American agenda? Well, um, the American agenda is to uh, strengthen the American economy. Okay. Now, what makes you think? What makes you think that? What What do you think that a politician could do, or a group of politicians could do, to strengthen the American economy? 
Well, um, you know, the questions that you asked me are legitimate, and I could probably come up with a couple myself. But there are some things that are already on the agenda that both the Republicans and Democrats are doing, and, and, and so some of those things are good things. But anyway, what I was really saying, not so much that there was a lot of bipartisanship in Congress, but there was partisanship, and it has gotten to the point where the agenda of the American people is suffering. And this is what I'm How saying. do the American – see, what I'm hearing from you, and the reason why it's, it's hard for me to, to really grasp what you're saying is because I think we're coming from two completely different paradigms. Yeah, I'm kind of of the opinion when I hear the word bipartisanship, oh, no, now we're really going to get screwed. Because once the politicians get on the same page, then they come up with their little uh, – you know, their, their, their way that we're going to solve these problems, and yeah, they usually end up screwing it up. See, here's my issue uh, so far, David, is that you're using terms that I don't think really have any definition. They may mean something to you, but they don't mean something to everybody else. They don't mean the same thing. They don't mean the same thing. So, like last week on this program, we had a lengthy uh, – almost the entire show was about people explaining to us what they felt uh, being a liberal slash or and or conservative meant to them. And one of the things I think that we found out was that there wasn't really any consistency generally across the board. Board, uh, I agree. There, there was that there was no principle there, and so when you say things like, "Well, there's an American agenda," that leads me to question, "Well, well, how could that be true?" Because in uh, in America, this geographic landmass known as the United States, uh, in North America, there are over 300 million people. I guess not just North America, but the United States area of it. Uh, there are over 300 million people, and uh, those 300 million people are all very diverse. I mean, they have different interests and different beliefs and different dreams and different wants and desires. So how they could all together collectively have one overarching agenda doesn't even seem possible. But if you even could convince me that there was an overarching American agenda, if you could convince me of that, I don't know if you can, but even if you could, my next question would be, why are you why why would you believe that a group of politicians, a group of elites would in any way share the same American agenda as the average American? Because clearly politicians are not the average Americans. These are the the muckety mucks. These are the, you know, the blue bloods. They don't uh, even know what the average American thinks, let no. alone being able to do it. We had some what statistics means last- is stealing from one person and giving to somebody else. Well, well, Mark, can you recap briefly uh, what we talked about last night? There was a Rasmussen poll that there I think was a really showed. Poll. Yeah, there's a Rasmussen poll that uh, that that showed the this the this chasm that is between uh, the, the political class and mainstream America, and by um, and, and that the chasm is actually larger than it is between Republicans and Democrats of the mainstream class. So when you're talking about the average American Republican and the average American Democrat, they don't have that many things that are. Uh, really separating them on the issues as just the average American and the politicians. There's a bigger divide between that group, politicians and the people that they serve, um, supposedly. They serve. <laughs> the people that they steal from. Uh, there's a larger divide there than there is, in fact, between Republicans and Democrats. But the, the politicians just push that paradigm of divisiveness. Why? Because it benefits them. And they're not going to stop doing it. David, any other thoughts for us tonight? Well, you know, I definitely respect both of you guys, and that's why I feel that this is one of the best shows, you know, uh, out right now. Oh, thank but, um, you. That warms I'm my looking, heart. I'm looking, yeah, and I'm looking forward to y'all growing, you know, your uh, show growing and all, and I'll continue to listen. 
But just three things that I feel that all Americans do agree on, and there may be certain tweaks where we may uh, disagree of how to get there, but there are some three. These, I'm going to name three things all that right. we all agree on. Go ahead. Uh, number one, a strong national defense. Mm. Okay. Or national security. I want a strong national defense. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want it to be a, a government national defense. Right. I think the government's a, a poor organization to run anything. But, but I, f- I favored self defense. Okay. Okay. Two so and three. The second. The second one was strong American economy. Uh, yeah. Who could be a fa- who could be opposed to that? I'm, yes. I'm with you there. Okay. Number three. Exactly. Okay. And the last one is uh, lower taxes. I think you're right. Most Americans uh, would agree. And uh, I think that lower taxes generally goes with a uh, strong, a strong economy. economy. You may not get every American to agree with that. No, but most Americans, I think, uh, would. I mean, if you look at, if you again, you look at polls, uh, you'll find out. And thank you, David, for the call and the thoughts tonight. If you look at uh, the numbers, most Americans, when asked, do you think the government's too big, too small, or just the right size? Most of them are going to say too big. And uh, that means that they want lower taxes because, well, to make government smaller, you likely be able to cut down on the taxes you're collecting from people. So there are a couple more things I wanted to touch on that David said, just to make sure we made it clear. Uh, The idea that politicians are leaders, check your premises on that one. Uh, Really? Cutting proof. Really? (laughs) Would you really follow Barack Obama or George Bush? Would you really follow their every command? Would you follow their suggestions? Do you believe that politicians are somehow more knowledgeable than you are? That politicians are of a special group of people? They're a special little critter that uh, for some reason is uh, more enlightened or educated? Do you really believe that? Now I'm not saying David believes that. I, this is just a general no, rhetorical question. People don't question. believe it, but they, they, um, you know, the the news and and just in general, we're they, taught to say these words. Right. And he's only repeating what he, what, um, what he says. And you know, here on Free Talk Live, people don't have the advantage that we do in that we talk to hundreds of people a week, and those people hold our feet to the fire on the use of the language, and yeah. we do the same. Uh, so it, it's just one of you're right, Mark. It's one of those terms that people encounter over and over again in government school, and then later on in the mainstream media, where constantly you can hear talking heads refer to the the authorities or our leaders in Washington or our leaders in in his case Tallahassee, and it's just it's just patently absurd. Uh, following a politician's suggestions or his rules or whatever it is the politician wants is a surefire way to. <laughs> To have some serious problems. I mean, would you follow a politician's suggestions as to how to run your life or raise your kids or run your business? I mean, these people are failures in general at uh, at life. That's why they became politicians. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, if there's so many of them are attorneys. Uh, <laughs> the good attorneys make, make a money. whole bunch of money and retire with yachts. Uh, the the unsuccessful ones go into politics. Okay, so there was that issue, and then the issue of strengthening the economy. There's only one thing that uh, the government people can do to strengthen the economy, and and we kind of touched on it, and that is to get the hell out, uh, to leave people alone, to stop sucking off of their hard-earned wealth and taking it and redistributing it in the ways they think is best, allowing each individual to make their own decisions about what they do with their income, what they do with the money that they earn. That's how you strengthen the economy. There's no program that can be passed. There's no stimulus package that will, will make things better. There's no act of government that can strengthen the economy besides the withdrawal of right. government the from of, the economy. The only, act of, uh, uh, the only way that the government can strengthen the economy is by getting out of it. That's right. And um, 
Um, the, I, Otherwise, I would, it's a parasite. I will admit that if the government gets out of uh, a certain area of the economy in the wrong way, that they yes, that can be damaging because they they remain in another way and they counterbalance and all that other stuff. But um, by it withdrawing, yes, people will figure it out and they'll figure out uh, how to control that. Um, you know, control the the people doing business in that economy, whether it's through private licensing or whatever. Toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The reason that's true is because government doesn't create wealth. It just siphons it off. It's yeah. a parasite. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Do you remember the old Libertarian Party back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got our webcam there. There's a chat room on the same page. You can go and get interactive with our listeners over at cam.freetalklive.com, cam.freetalklive.com. Have you ever lost power? It's inconvenient for sure and maybe even debilitating. I know I lost power during, uh, I don't know, one of those uh, hurricanes down in Florida. And it was out for days. And life wasn't so great without electricity. Mm. Um, if you can imagine now that if you could just flip a switch and have your solar backup system provide you with quiet power when you need it. No fumes or noise like a gas generator and not nearly the maintenance. Go to MySolarBackup.com now and check it out. Uh, you are the one who's responsible for providing your for your family's safety. It's MySolarBackup.com. It's, it's a neat little self-contained setup that uh, will provide you with power when you need it. MySolarBackup.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We started the show out tonight talking about a school district banning the Anne Frank Diary, the full version from uh, from their school sh- school's library shelves and classrooms due to a passage that they considered too mature uh, for the students. But now the calls are coming in from all over the map and uh, all over the map as far as uh, the topics. And that's what the point of the show is. You're welcome to call in and bring up anything. Let's continue with your phone calls. Fred, listening in Flint. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Fred, are you listening on 1570 WCK? Um, yeah, when I can. Okay, very good. Because I was going to say, we're not on live. They don't take the live show on Saturdays. They take our show. I'm going to start bugging the, the Dickens out of those people. You're going to bust the Dickens out of them to, to, to take the show live, you mean? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm engaging in a campaign very soon, based on. Uh, this is a perfect segue, by the way, guys. Uh, NPR, National Propaganda Radio. Uh, I think it was Thursday morning. Uh, made this announcement in the six o'clock hour. Uh, that toward the bottom of the hour, so I waited 25 minutes or whatever. Volkswagen, 170-mile-per-gallon engine. So normally you would think, okay, gee, there's never been a 170-mile-per-gallon engine on the market domestically. So wouldn't you think that they would have a true scientific 
report of of maybe how it is Volkswagen developed or what is the actual mechanism that provides 170 miles per gallon? How that no, you're, you're they saying brought, that... they brought a science guy on to uh, draw an analogy with the bumblebee, and that if we could only figure out the marvels of bumblebee <laughs> mechanics and efficiency, well, don't you know we wouldn't need. Uh, the gasoline or diesel engine, and of course, we wouldn't need a 170-mile-per-gallon engine. <laughs> and so anyhow, I wanted to bring that up. That's part of my campaign. The other one is a guy that, uh, some French inventor, has perfected a compressed air engine uh, that, uh, according to a friend out west, uh, is is hitting the market in Europe this year. Uh, and apparently attained something close to 80 mile per hour uh, top speed. Uh, has a range of something like 500 miles. So, uh, but I'm going to be campaigning here locally when I talk to folks to tune in to your program and well, call the radio station. Well, thank you for that. Make sure you're you're nice about it uh, when when you do that. that. Wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. The first term seemed a little bit uh, con- con- conflict. Uh, creating that he used. I don't even remember what it was, though. But National Public Propaganda Radio? No, no, something about... Anyway, uh, you know, beating down the door of the station. Be, you know, let them know you Bugging, appreciate Free Talk said. Live and uh, ask them to, uh, to take the show live. And, and thank you for that. And, you know, I share your concerns with, uh, with NPR. Obviously, it's a government-funded uh, organization, although they do get a lot of uh, contributions from listeners. Why don't they just cut off the government funds and they can be completely uh, independent? I guess it's just hard to let go of that, isn't it? It's well, hard why, to... Why would they cut yeah. their budget 10% is probably what right. they're thinking to themselves. I don't like the idea of uh, being forced to fund any uh, any. They don't radio have the stations. same uh, moral issues that you do with it. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's go, ladies, first to Barbara listening to WGMD-FM in Delaware. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Barbara. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> Enjoy your show. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was just wondering, listening and enjoying and... Um give you a little hint. I'm 70 years old, so, um, you know, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. When you stop learning, then, you know, it's over. So yeah, I'm you might over. as well be dead at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Far from it, I am. <clears throat> anyway, I wanted to know what you gentlemen um, thought about the Tea Party movement and the 912 groups and da 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 and what do you think of them? I, and you know, I know I've been told this before. Mark, I have to ask again. What the hell is a 912 group? Um, I think it's something that was started after the 9-11, you know, catastrophe, whatever, and the 9-12 is, you know, to make sure that it never happens again and da-da-da-da. What does that mean, Well, though? I think that it, <laughs> I think that it's, um, this is my, uh, my take on it. I think it's uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Yes, um, yes, it, yes. It's okay, saying, you're right. Saying that wasn't America great right after 9-11? We were all pulling together. We had flags yeah. r- flags flying from our cars and... And uh, that 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 was the best time in American history that he can remember, at least. And and uh, let's do something to to reattain that back when we would have invaded Canada, if somebody would have told us that uh, they were the ones who perpetrated 9-11. You know, everybody was really kind of patriotic and mad at the same time. Okay, so to answer the question uh, about the the Tea Party thing, I think that 
some of the Tea Party started with good intentions. Uh, the idea that I think it's some people believe that the Ron Paul type uh, people were involved in in putting the initial ones together. I think since then, I think it's been pretty clear that they've been uh, subverted by the Republican uh, mainstreamers. I don't know what do you want to call them the the, t- the typical Republicans. Guppers. Yeah, who don't really care about freedom. They, they're they just uh, pandering, which is what Republicans constantly do. And so the Tea Party well, seems to have... Democrats do, too. Right, but the Tea Parties are a, are a Republican uh, event. The, the, and the, it's the Republicans that pander to the freedom message. Democrats pander to a different uh, sort of message. Populist. And, right. Uh, Republicans like to pander to the you know smaller government message. And then when they actually get elected... They don't do one thing about smaller government. That's fact, the evidence I've seen in my increase life. the government much larger than it's uh, than it's ever been yeah, prior to the yeah, Republicans. Yeah. And I just see that happening again. And so basically, what the the Tea Party seemed to be to me is just a recruiting mm-hmm. ground for people uh, for Republican politicians to get their name out and find uh, activists because you. As a, as a politician, you want to get people who are doing things like tea parties, that kind of level of activism, getting people out, getting them active, getting them doing things. You want to get those types of organizers on your side. You want to get them on your campaign. You want to get them excited. So a lot of them will essentially pander to that particular crowd, whether or not they actually have any they, – they share the beliefs or whatever the beliefs are. I don't even know. You can go and talk to the Tea Partiers and you'll find no, out. No, I'm not going yeah. to join. You know, I bought. I've actually been to a couple of them simply as a simply to get my voice uh, in in the mix, if you will, and right. uh, was able to get up and speak. I want to bring you back though, because I'd like to hear how you feel about the tea parties, because you okay. called to ask us that. Hang on, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, and your thoughts as well, if you'd like to share them. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about there, and it's all totally free at bbs.freetalklive.com. You'll find everything from serious issues to totally silly nonsense uh, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. And... Well, I want to tell you about the TOTASAC. It's T-O-T-A... SAK.com, and it is a wonderful little device made right here in the United States out of uh, 100% recycled materials, and it's great for all kinds of carrying tasks. Specifically, I think it's best for uh, grocery bags. And it'll, <clears throat> excuse me, it eliminates all those extra trips you have to, to make carrying things in. Uh, I, I don't even use a shopping cart going out to the car. I just hook the sack into my back, back pocket. You're so weird. That I, I, I don't understand. I don't like to to play with the shopping cart afterwards. I don't want to drive the shopping cart out to my car and then put it in the corral and all that stuff. I, wanna, I see. I want to put my open up the back of my car. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. So you do, you do save a little bit of effort if you aren't near the corral. That makes sense. Indeed. So okay. it's Totasac, T-O-T-A. S-A-K, no C in totasec.com. 
I love the Toto Sack. I use it every single time. Bring the groceries back in. It's great. Hey, aren't we giving away a two-pack of the Toto Sack tonight? Um, we're actually giving away Sebring tickets. We're not doing Toto Sacks? If you'd like to give away some Toto Sacks, I, would, I can, I I can would. Give, a, give away a pair of Toto Sacks this evening. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do a Toto Sack giveaway and a Sebring ticket giveaway. So that's all coming up. Stay tuned. We'll give you the contest lines at the appropriate time. Let's go back to Barbara in Delaware listening to WGMD-FM. Now, Barbara, you're back on Free Talk Live. You'd called to ask us how we feel about the uh, the so-called Tea Party movement and this 9-12 thing, which I did pull up some more information about. But I wanted to hear how you felt about it. Well, I'm a little confused about it. We've um, Delaware is a small state. <clears throat> WGMD is um, quite conservative talk radio, and um, I listen to it. I do not listen to um, Russian law, but um, our local commentators, I, you know, we have local callers calling in. It's really quite interesting, as sure. is your show. Thank you. And um, they've, they have a couple, at least one offshoot that they have started here, in what we call Lower Slower Delaware, Sussex County. And um, they have meetings, I believe, once a week, perhaps bimonthly. And uh, it's growing and growing. It's something Patriots group or whatever. So you, so you have not been to one of these? I have not, but I'm thinking about going after you said you had been to a tea party whatever, just so I can gather some information. Yeah, that was one of the primary reasons I went, was because I wanted to see what all the hubbub was about, you know, what is going on, and and also try to get the word out about uh, what I'm doing here. I mean, of course, we've got this movement of liberty activists that's all uh, coalescing here in New Hampshire from across the world and around the country. I'm kind of liking it. Kind of yeah, liking it. I love it. Uh, and so I wanted to reach out to the people, because I feel like the people that are coming to the tea parties are different from the people that are that are running them, if well, the, you will, the the, the, like, the the people in America are different than their politicians by a right. long shot. Oh, right. thank God. So I feel like these are kind of uh, ripe prospects, if you will. They're they're people that are very frustrated with uh, the the current system, and perhaps they would be more likely to have an open mind to some of the ideas that I would be likely to promote, like true freedom, a real free market, getting rid of the federal government, ending exactly. you know the, ending exactly. government coercion. So that's my that was my purpose. At, uh, at the tea party to, to try to reach out to the audience, but I, I feel like in general they're just kind of uh, a recruiting fests for politicians. Mm-hmm. Well, I enjoy talking to you, and I, I think I'm going to uh, go to one of the smaller meetings that has been started here in Delaware, and I'll gather some information, and perhaps I'll get back to I you. I would love that. I was going to ask you if you would uh, do if you do uh, go to one of these meetings, report back, and let us know what's going on at these things, just because okay. uh, I'm curious Thanks about that. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Barbara. Appreciate, Appreciate you making it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, you can bring up absolutely anything. So let's get, and maybe some of our listeners out there have gone to these meetings. Uh, maybe you've already gone to one of the Tea Party meetings or nine twelve meetings. You want to tell us what uh, what kind of things are transpiring there? Are they just glorified uh, campaign meetings for politicians? I don't know. I, I think that most Americans really don't know what else they can do besides vote for a particular party. No, they don't. They, and I, I don't I don't know that the 912 uh, group maybe maybe they will get uh, the politicians to pay a little bit of attention maybe they won't I I feel like uh, a, the contract with America was a pretty similar thing that went on in the 90s and I feel like the result of that was uh, the, you know the the Bush years from to, uh, 2000 to 2006 when we had Republicans in a majority in the House the Senate and of course in the White House and what did we get we got bigger more ponderous government. Let's go to Matt, listening in Illinois, on the amp lines. Hello, Matt. Hey, Matt, guys. you're on the air. What's on your mind? 
conversation's gone all over. I'm taking it back to the beginning of the show. Okay. Right. Uh, when you were talking about um, schools, and you had a couple of gentlemen ca- call in, calling for standards. Yes. And um, I had personal experience with teaching. My father was a teacher. My brother's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. And I wanted to be a teacher. But back in the day when I was in high school, I took a, a class called Introduction to Teaching. And I went and helped. Um, I was a... Um, uh, teacher's assistants at a fourth grade class. And the experience that I had, one of the little boys was having a a big problem with division. Mm. He couldn't figure out how to do division. And they had a standardized book that they were using to teach him division. So I took a look at this book, and I couldn't figure out how any kid could learn division using this book. Mm. So I told this kid, I sat him down, I said, look, he says, this is how I learned to do it. And I showed him how to do division the old-fashioned way, the way I had learned. With the bracket. And his eyes lit up. And he understood it. It's like, it's like gears clicked in his head and started turning. And all of a sudden, the next day, he took this test that they were giving. He got 100% on the test. He got them all right. Wow. And I got in big trouble. Oh, boy. I got in big trouble because I showed him how to do those problems the way I had learned, and now he didn't know how to do it the way he was supposed to through standardized books. Wow. So all I can say about standardized teaching is it seems to me that all it does is stifle innovation and take away other ways, other uh, things that you can use, other tools that you can use to teach children it just takes those away because it's standardized now. It's one size fits all. This is how you have to do it. Yeah, the problem with standardization is that it's never going to be you who sets the standard. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that, and then there's the fact that one kid knows, can learn how to do it one way. Yes. Another kid needs to learn how to do it another way. There are different learning and, styles out there and, and different teaching styles, and, and you're absolutely right. If there's, if there's one size that must fit all, then there are going to be inevitably a whole bunch of people that just will not be able to connect with that information because it's just not being served up in a way that, uh, that, that gels with how they are, they're more likely to learn something. Right, and so you have to individualize education, and you can't do that in the in the public paradigm. You can't do that in the way we run our schools today. However, it would be very easy in a free market to do that because the parent and the and the educators would decide what school or what methods would be best for this particular child. And so, I'm just totally against standardization, and I've had personal experience with it. And my brother. And my father are totally against standardization. Well, now, now, I, now the term standardization, when you use it, you're talking about a uh, standard that would apply to every school. Whereas if you, for instance, right. you look at campgrounds, uh, there, there are independent uh, camping organizations that come in and they certify the campgrounds that are being used for kids to be, I don't remember what the organization, like the American Camping Association or something like There's that. There's Good Sam. Uh, good, yeah, the good, good Sam is one of them. Uh, so they go in there and they 
look at certain they look at specifications and they say okay well this camp is up to spec so therefore you can use our our you know plaster our logo on your website put it on your brochures that kind of thing you are a certified uh, camp and then of course they're going to come back in a year or two years or whatever the cycle is they're going to recertify them so you could have a standards like that but that's a completely voluntary market-based standard and it doesn't prevent somebody else like you matt from maybe going out uh, going out and getting together with other parents of like mind or other teachers and starting your own school that doesn't adhere to that particular set of strictures right i I could be wrong about what they meant by standardization but i I understood what you're talking about i just want to make sure it's clear and thank you for the call tonight i appreciate it's a great story and a sad one at the same time more coming up you can bring up anything this is free talk live this Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition of the program. Take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, coming up, we've got to give away a two... Uh, Wait, yeah, two-pack? Two-pack of tickets for Sebring, the 12 Hours of Sebring. It's a huge race happening in Florida next month, as I understand it. And March seventeenth so through the twenty first. We we will be giving those to you, uh, so stay tuned for that opportunity. Plus, a little later on, we'll give you a two pack of the Tota Sack too. Uh, so, a couple giveaways to, still to come here tonight. Listen for the giveaway lines at the appropriate time. Uh, so, by the way, you can support Free Talk Live by learning how to promote the show for promote.freetalklive.com. We got various different ways to help get this show into more ears around the world via the radio waves or the internet. Uh, head on over to promote.freetalklive.com and know this. The government school system sucks off the productive capacity of hardworking people. And whether government education succeeds or fails, spoiler alert, it fails. At providing real education to the public, the cost goes up and up year after year, and there are no refunds. Oh, yeah. And it also destroys individualism and curiosity. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. That's SchoolSucksProject.com. As we continue here with your phone calls about what you want. Johnson is on the line in Connecticut. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hey, uh, how's it going? Hey, what's, um, what's on your mind, dude? Well, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about self-defense. Um, you mentioned earlier in the show, Ian, that you support self-defense. And ever since this whole uh, thing with, I believe his name was Joseph Stack, uh, the uh, the guy who basically flew his plane into the IRS building, mm. I've had this sort of buzzing sense of cognitive dissonance about something uh, that I've sensed on Free Talk Live um, that I'd like to talk about okay. um, in, regard, in regards to self-defense. In that, um, a long, long time ago, back when uh, I co-hosted with you guys, um, Ian, you actually are responsible for... Uh, Increasing a, increasing a, a stance of violence in me, in that uh, I brought up at one point on the show, uh, I, I, I brought the idea of, hey, why not defend your home with 
you know, nonviolent, non-lethal weapons. Or I'm sorry, not nonviolent, but non-lethal. In other words, as a homeowner, instead of owning a firearm, um, which could end up in an accident and you getting killed, and albeit I believe that's entirely unlikely, um, uh, why not defend your home with, say, a, a stun gun or a taser or a and tiger light. a handcuff? What? Or a tiger light. Or a tiger light, yeah. exactly. Um, and, you know, or a tiger light and a pair of handcuffs, because I think that the whole purpose is right. that you, you're going to need to be able to incapacitate the person to the point of where they're not going to be able to get up and harm you right, right. for a while until somebody can come and take them out of your home. Um, and yeah, I, go ahead. My, your, your response to me at the time was, and this was a very long time ago, which was, you know, no, you want to have a firearm, and if someone's, you know, invading your home, you don't want them to ever be able to come back. Uh, you know, kill them dead. <laughs> and, you know, at the time, I think logically, uh, I, I, I was persuaded. I agreed. I said, okay, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree with this stance. You know, you don't want someone to come back. You know, if they get out of prison, you're going to you mess up their life. They're going to come back, and maybe they might try and come find you in the future. Um, so, but I don't know. Now I, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know I'm, if I feel the same way now. Um, I, I, <laughs> having, which is why I wanted to bring this up. You know, I wanted yeah. to see. Hey, hey, how can you reconcile reconcile this view that you used to have with your current non you know nonviolent stance? Yeah, my view used to be that uh, that you were doing a moral uh, a good for society by shooting people that break into houses and uh, you know steal things and commit violence against other people. That way, they can't do it to anyone else. Um, and you know now I believe that uh, the, the higher moral good is to treat that person with love and respect as you hold them for the police to come get them, and uh, and, and you know that that is the best way to to handle it. You know I don't even know about the whole holding them for the police to come get them thing anymore. I mean no, it's I, up to you. I, 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 well, I mean for instance, I had a situation here. Uh, it's not exactly applicable, but I'm going to try to uh, to apply it. Uh, where my bicycle was stolen off of my front porch here in uh, in beautiful Keene, New Hampshire. And I didn't lock it up, so it wasn't very hard to steal. Um, and so when I went out the next day, or that day when I found out that it was stolen, I went out and I was walking downtown, and the first bicycle I saw, there was this young guy riding a bike with his friend on a skateboard, and as he passed by, I looked at the bike and I thought, Oh, that looks a lot like my bike. And I told myself, well, you know, I got it from the bike store in town. And a lot of people had that model, so it's probably just some guy with the same model. But nonetheless, I uh, made a note of which which direction he went in. And then uh, about 20 minutes later, after I finished what I'd gone to do, I went uh, and walked down that street and found the bike. And sure enough, that was my bike. Uh, you know, it had the same chain on it. It had the same uh, same lock, same code. So obviously it was uh, it was my bike. I hopped on, rode it home, and then I walked back. Or I went back, actually, uh, I think I walked back over there, and I called up Sam from the Obscure Truth Network at ObscureTruth.com and had him come out and kind of accompany me because I wanted to talk to this guy uh, about what happened. And uh, so when he came out of the uh, the kitchen that he was so in... Sam was your muscle. Well, I mean, just... I don't, yes. I, I, think it, I don't think it's a bad idea when you're outnumbered to, uh, no, to try to, to even the idea. odds. I just, um, I, I just found it ironic that Sam... You know, Mr. Peaceful, you brought along as your muscle. I just, yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> intend for anything to uh, to go down here, obviously, but just kind of just being cautious. 
So so we, we're standing outside as these two guys come out. They start laughing as they walk by where the bike rack is. And I say to one of them, I said, uh, hey, you guys looking for a bicycle? And he uh, essentially acknowledged that he was. And I said, well, that was my bike. That's my bike. And... Where did you get that from? And he, of course, told the uh, the same story that all of thieves A friend of mine say. loaned it to me. Yeah, that, that's what you know. It's a very common story. Oh yeah, it's not mine. I was borrowing it from a friend. And I said, well, just tell your friend that uh, that was mine, and I forgive him, and I hope he doesn't do that anymore in the future. And so I moved on. I, I could have called the cops. Some people would say, well, you should have called the cops. Those those boys need justice. You need to show them what's for. I mean, I think they, they broke one of the pedals on the bike, likely because they weren't treating it very well, throwing it down, that kind of thing, because it wasn't theirs. Um, so, you know, well, I guess I could have extracted restitution to the point of getting uh, the pedals fixed or something like that. But uh, for me, it was just I, I felt better about it, just forgiving them and and moving on. So in the you know the, the situation of what you're talking about with somebody breaking into the home, you know it's likely that that person is breaking in because they need a fix of uh, crack or meth or something like that, and uh, they probably wouldn't otherwise be doing such things in the absence of the uh, the insane war on drugs. So I don't know if I want to see that person uh, going into a jail cell. I think the most compassionate thing to do would be to uh, you know let them go, you know, as long well, as they're willing I mean, to leave. I don't, I don't like taking this to an extreme, but you know what if it's a rapist? You know what if it's uh, you know, as ridiculous as this, even more ridiculous. What if it's some sort of a child predator? Yeah, right. I, and I think that that's where Mark's answer. I think I like Mark's answer of trying to use defensive force in order to minimize harm. At that point, I think that makes uh, you know that that makes the most sense to to not exact uh, some sort of violent justice at that moment. But to instead just simply stop the violence from occurring, I, whatever it takes to to stop that violence, I think and that makes the most up, sense. And then to bring up the original point, which was the one that you made to me back when I said, why not just stop the violence and then try and just get the person out of your house, was that, well, if you do end up, you, you know, you harm this person to a certain extent, in other words, in order to stop them from whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. Um, or you have them incarcerated, that that person is going to be very angry about that (laughs) and that they may want to come back and try and hurt you later. And they know that you are a prepared person, so they're going to have to come back even more prepared. I think it's important (laughs) to take the mindset into account because if this was five years ago and I caught somebody doing something bad in my house, whether it's a burglary or an armed robber or something like that, um, I you know i would would have treated them entirely differently than i treat uh, would, would would treat them today and i think i could be a powerful witness to that person that i'm um you know dealing with today in that i spent 9 years in prison pal i know what this is like and uh, you know you have their undivided attention there for 10 minutes or 15 when uh, as the cops arrive and i think that i would use that time to talk to that person very seriously about what it is that they're doing wrong so, hey, Johnson, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, we got to move on here. Hour 3 is coming up, 800-259-9231. That's a good discussion. I'd like to continue it if we get a chance, but 1-800-259-9231 is the number here. Hour 3 coming up shortly. want to give you tickets to the 12 Hours of Sebring. Mark, give me a quick uh, description of what that is. It is a, a fantastic race. It's a Grand Prix race, and they and you know it's a big party there at uh, Sebring in Sebring, Florida, and, you know, 
four day passes. Yeah, four day passes. I when I went, I had the four day passes, but I just went for the big race the night before, which is you know the big night um, of the huge party, and then the uh, the race itself. It's fantastic. You're gonna get a two pack of tickets if your caller. Four right now at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. Caller 4 getting a two-pack of tickets to the 12 Hours of Sebring, uh, Sebring coming up next month in Florida. 603-435-1105. Hour 3 is coming up. Free Talk Live. Have you ever lost power and wanted to simply flip a switch to get the lights back on? If so, this is going to be the most important message you will ever hear because there's never been a better time to get off the grid and generate your own supply of electrical power. Solar power generators are now available. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it the most. Unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, and produces electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running quietly in your own home. Whether it's hurricanes, ice storms, brownouts, or blackouts, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. When the power goes out, you'll be ready with a solar power generator from Solutions from Science. Go to MySolarBackup.com to request a free information package today. That's MySolarBackup.com MySolarBackup.com or call 877-327-0365 That's 877-327-0365 Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the third hour of the program. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Starting things out this hour with Charlie listening in Michigan. Charlie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. How are you? Charlie, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, not too much. It's my birthday. I'm just celebrating. I'm having a great time and, you know, hanging out listening to you guys. What and, better yeah. way to celebrate your birthday than with Free Talk Live? Th- gosh, thanks, Charlie. Yeah, well, no, thanks you. thank you guys. I mean, like, uh, I don't really have a cake this year, but that's okay, you know. Uh, I'm getting a cake tomorrow, which is good. And, good times. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm having a, a nice can of beer, and uh, yeah, it's uh, good. I Going all out. To, yeah, basically, and uh, I've been listening tonight, and uh, uh, you, you were uh, talking about the uh, Tea Party, yeah. and um, I, I think it's interesting. I, I, uh, I, I kind of don't uh, get involved in it, uh, but I'm uh, interested in it, and um, I, I was... Uh, Going around town, uh, I lived in northern Michigan, and there was a bit of a uh, Tea Party rally going on, and I went, and uh, it seemed very fragmented and uh, fragmented, passionate, fragmented but passionate, uh, and people doing things. When you say that, do you mean that people that. seemed confused uh, but still passionate? You know, they wanted to do something but weren't really sure what to do? Yeah, and, you know, uh, you, there's so many signs that you, right, but you, how, you know you said there's so many change. signs that what you broke you broke up a moment there yeah yeah so there's so many signs that you can make but what, what is it going to do yeah that's uh, a great that's a great point and i thank you for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you enjoy your birthday and uh, have, have fun can be of beer. yeah and man, have more than one if you want uh so 
I, I, I tend to agree with what he's saying there that, yeah, protests are nice, but they don't really do anything. I mean, who died today, Mark? Uh, Alexander Haig. Alexander Haig. Now, Alexander Haig is known, at least to me, he's not really known to me for much else besides this quote, uh, but there's a there's a specific quote that, is, that appears up at the top of the New Hampshire Underground Forum at nhunderground.com uh, from Alexander Haig saying, let them march all they want. As long as they pay their taxes. Yeah, this is the guy behind the Vietnam War, and I believe that's what they were marching about um, there in Washington, D.C. And, you know, this is what the politicians think about your opinion as to how they govern. Right. Shut up and pay your taxes. So you could, uh, you know what, you don't have to shut up. Go ahead and yell. Right. Go ahead. We don't care. We've got windows. We can close them. Uh, Yeah. The the people that, that participated in the Tea Party, they withheld their taxes from the government. You mean... The original Tea the real, Party? The, yeah, the, the original Tea Party. Right. What about these Tea Partiers? Are they doing that I suppose too? some of them may. It's certainly not part, uh, in part and parcel of the Tea Party. It's not likely being suggested publicly. It's not uh, a rallying point. It's not the Tea Party the mostly, point. mostly seems like it's going to be like it's being co-opted. If it wasn't originally, it's being co-opted by the Republican Party, and um, the Republican Party wants does not want you to stop paying your taxes. No, I mean, I, can you imagine George Bush getting up there and saying, well, <laughs> "Go ahead and stop paying your taxes." <laughs> right, because they don't they don't come from the principle or any kind of principle, of course. They don't they don't come from from the position that there's anything wrong with the federal government besides the fact that they aren't in charge of it. Yeah, that's that's what's wrong with the federal government as far as the Republicans are concerned. So, uh so yeah, I I definitely understand where Charlie was coming from there because and I, you know, I say this as somebody who has participated in a number of rallies and demonstrations. And heck, when I uh, used to live down in Sarasota, Florida, is where I was born and raised, I was frequently the lone demonstrator on tax day outside <laughs> of the post office. I'd stand out front uh, outside of the the uh, the main post office in downtown Sarasota with a honk if you hate taxes sign and uh, and wave and smile at the cars as they pass by. I would stand out there all day and do that. Occasionally, I get people to uh, to come and help me like after working hours or whatever they would come out and uh and lend a hand but usually it wasn't more than two or three other people and frequently i was just there alone so uh, i've done my share of uh, of demonstrating and i I've, i think i've come to the same conclusion that charlie has that you know it makes you feel good it's great when you get people honking at your honk if you hate taxes sign it makes you feel like yeah yeah but they're all paying them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, not all of them, no. Well, okay, but generally, most people are paying. I think the number is sixty million. I've heard as high you as keep 60 trotting million. that number out. But it also, I mean, I, pr- I imagine that number includes. Are you talking about sixty million adults? Or are you also including like kids under it's, the age it, of fourteen? It's it's tough to uh, to know for certain, right? So so yeah, you feel good when you're out waving signs, and of course, there's the chanting, which drives me crazy. This kind of mindless chanting, uh, it just—it seems like the hallmark of uh, groupthink when people are chanting, and it, I just, just, it's just disturbing to me. Hey ho, Barack Obama has to go. Yeah, uh, well, you know, Barack Obama is no different than George W. Bush, except that you know maybe he's escalated the violence a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the the whole Tea Party thing. I think it's beneficial. There are some good reasons to go out and do demonstrations. I think there. You know, it, there's something to be said for being seen. There's something to be said for getting together with other people and doing something. 
It's certainly preferable to doing nothing. Uh, there can be a social component to a demonstration that I think is fairly valuable, where you bring people out from maybe slightly differing uh, interests and you bring them together share for the ideas. same purpose. Yeah, they can share ideas. They can get to know one another. They can socialize. And that may lead to brainstorming, which may lead to whatever the next step is, which, of course, leads me to back to the uh, the issue of these tea parties is, well, They've been going on for what a year now, over a year, didn't they started like April of last year or something like that? And good uh, tell you, it feels it feels to me as though they've yeah. been going on for at least a year, and so they've been going on for a year now. And what are they leading to? What are they doing? What more what is, rallies? That yeah. In 2010's a Republican year. Scott Brown took the the office there in Massachusetts. Oop. Don't write <laughs> whatever. Um, and uh, you know there was the Virginia governor and the New Jersey governor, and and America's changing back to what it was for six five years. years ago. Yeah, which is no different really than it is today. It's just a yeah. different set of politicians doing basically the same thing. Anybody that believes Barack Obama's changed anything significant is uh, they're not paying attention. So, yeah, what is it leading to? Where are these tea parties going? We had a nice lady call in earlier, Barbara in Delaware, who was saying she was going to go check out one of these uh, meetings and find out exactly what it is that the, that they're up to. What, what are they talking about? Because it seems to me that all this really is is just a big front for Republican candidates to recruit people that are doers, you know, to recruit people that are willing to get out and, and get active. And this is one of the, I think, the saddest parts about kind of what's been going on in, in the liberty movement uh, there's this Ron Paul phenomenon. And by the way, apparently Ron Paul won the uh, the CPAC poll for president. I guess there's like some little conservative political action committee. committee conference going on where they have a straw poll and Ron Paul ran away with over 30 percent of the vote and uh, and won it. So that's good. You know, maybe there are some some fun things coming in the in the future for the, the Republican candidates, because anytime they have to debate Ron Paul, I, I do enjoy watching that. Um <laughs> But this, you know, the the Ron Paul movement uh, has is basically doing kind of the same thing as what I feel like on a smaller scale. What the tea party uh, tea parties are doing, essentially, they're using the these people's desire for more freedom, or in some areas at least, their desire for more freedom, and turning them into activists for Republican candidates that could give a flip about freedom. There are people out there that have just kind of taken on the Ron Paul moniker. They're calling themselves. Ron Paul Republicans. I'm a Ron Paul Republican. See? I believe in freedom. Ron Paul. Yeah. <laughs> you want to help me, don't you? I could use sure could use some money for my campaign. Could really use some volunteers too. D- don't worry. I'm a Ron Paul Republican. Yep, I'll use that campaign money to get elected so that I can go over there and bomb people in foreign countries and build a wall. Oh no, I don't really mean that. I'm just saying that on my website because uh, that's what I have to say to get elected. But believe me, I'm really a Ron Paul Republican. You just elect me, and you know, even though I'm saying that I'm going to kill people and that I, you know, I don't really care about smaller government, then uh, you know, I don't really mean that. I'm just saying that to get. I mean, it's just crazy what's going on. So there's these Ron Paul fans that are just falling in with all of these politicians just on the say-so that they claim to be Ron Paul Republicans. And they're being misled and they're having their money uh, extracted from them and I don't know. Maybe it'll end up being... Maybe they'll end up burning out on politics and who knows where where they'll go after that, but hopefully we can rescue them and bring them into the real liberty movement. More coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. 
HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. On Saturday edition of the program, you are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still to come tonight, we've got a two-pack of the TOTUS Act to give away, so stay tuned for that. 1-800-259-9231. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See for yourself. And lady listeners, feel free to uh, get involved over at shrine.freetalklive.com. When it comes to personal protection, do what top police, military, and civilian civilian self-defense instructors get for themselves, their families, and recommend for you. It's the Tiger Light, non-lethal defense system you can get you can check it out at tiger.freetalklive.com we have uh, one we have them there at a reduced price for free talk live listeners and i have one actually right in my vehicle as we speak it's pretty awesome it's tiger light tiger.freetalklive.com let's continue with your phone calls leon listening to wsc fm in charleston south carolina hello leon how you doing tonight hey what's on your mind tonight leon well, a couple of things about taxes. Um, number one, uh, in my opinion, most people who are in the workforce don't pay taxes. They take taxes uh, because it's taken out of their check before they, they even get it. Um, True. But, so they're they're filing for a <laughs> refund at the end of the year. That's uh, You're still paying the taxes. I mean, you're working yeah, and you're not getting paid for the hours you work. So they're, right. they're still stealing from I mean, you. it's just kind of like a, and a joke I had for a long time. But one, one thing I do have an issue with as far as, being in uh, living in Charleston, South Carolina, is the way they do school taxes. Okay, I'm a contractor. I own um, personally and business-wise on six vehicles, and that's where they get a lot of their their school taxes from. Is they tax you for every vehicle that you own. Really? Now, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you go down, you register your vehicle. If you if you look at your taxes, it goes to you know different schools. Like I live in Berkeley County, so all my tax money. Uh, goes to the Berkeley County school system. If you lived in Charleston, Charleston County would be the same way. But the issue is I have to pay for every vehicle that I register. Now, here's my other issue. I have no kids. Yeah. Now, my neighbor who lives across the street who has three kids but one vehicle, in my yeah. opinion, is paying less taxes than I do, for, and I have to pay you know, for his kids and everybody else's kids to go to school. I just think that's very unfair. Absolutely it is. As somebody else uh, uh, who, I mean, on this show, I'm the one who doesn't have kids. Mark, you've got uh, a little, uh, almost two-year-old boy. And um, even Mark, I mean, you've pointed out before that essentially government schools are welfare for the middle class. I mean, really, it's... uh, It's not that I'm against education. I am all in favor of education. I'm just against government education. I don't like what they teach kids. I don't think that uh, they're teaching kids that uh, you know the kinds of things I would like to hear uh, taught. They're teaching kids obedience. They're teaching kids. uh, There was one guy in uh, here in Keene, uh, New Hampshire, today that recently proposed that in order to graduate from college, all the kids would have to have uh, paid all the the parking tickets they had. I mean, talk about just just intending to make 
make people obedient. That's what the system is all about, and it really irks me that I have to pay for it. And, for, and here it's it's done through property taxes, which are just extravagant. Over uh, right. 60% of the property tax bill that I pay goes to the government schools, which is something to the amount of I pay over $5,000 a year in property taxes. And uh, and that's only on a $200,000 house. So right. it's that's a lot of money. And, and that's yeah. money that's being spent in ways that I di- absolutely have a fundamental disagreement with. But I'm not allowed to uh, I'm not allowed to do anything more than disagree because if I do uh, more than disagree, they're going to steal my house from me. And I imagine they'd steal your car right. from you. Right. You know, and, right. say- and I, I got one more point to make. Too, sure. If I can. Go ahead. OK. Uh, here in South Carolina, also, uh, they they outlawed poker machines, the poker machine sales and any use of them, uh, which put thousands of people of personal friend of mine also thousands of people out of business mm. and out of work here in South Carolina because they said gambling was illegal, and so they did away with it. Then a couple years later, they came out with this so-called education lottery, and so now it's ran by the state. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But the money doesn't really go to the lower school. It goes to, like, if you want to go get a grant to go to college and this, that, and other. It doesn't really go to mm-hmm. the school's. I think it should be through K twelve, you know, from kindergarten up to twelve. They did game. The they played games like that in go. Florida too. They uh, they when they brought the the lottery about in Florida, they were talking about, oh, yeah, don't worry, the money's going to go to education. Well, what they ended up doing, as I understand it, was they they did put the money from the the lottery toward education, but. They also took the same amount that they were taking in from the lotto out of the uh, the general fund. So they basically right. did this you know book balancing stuff that essentially that resulted good. in zero extra dollars going to education. Not that that would make me happy anyway, because it's still the state that's taking that money and the state that's using exactly. that money to educate kids. And I just you know I would never if I had a kid I would never send them to a government school. But isn't the lottery gambling? And so Absolutely. it's illegal. Sure it is. Just like they put all my friends and, and everybody else out of business. Right, and they'll put you in jail, thing. too. I mean, they, they've right. we've, oh, yeah. we had a story uh, out of Maine once on this show where they actually raided the VFW, the Veterans for Foreign Wars, They right. uh, and they raided them, and, and it's literally with the police, an armed police raid came in and arrested a couple of old guys for playing dice or poker or whatever the heck it was. Exactly. And they were benefiting right. charity or something like that with, uh, with their poker game so really it's just absolutely ludicrous it's one of the reasons why up here in uh, in new hampshire of course we talked about the free state project a lot we have the uh, the free keen festival that happens twice a year and usually what we one of the features of the free keen festival is that we have an open gambling table where people are just encouraged to come out bring uh, bring a deck of cards bring some pennies or nickels or whatever and and just gamble openly and just if flagrantly violate uh, this the silly anti-gambling uh, laws out there because it's ludicrous that the state should have a monopoly on gambling, which is really what the lottery is. It's 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 basically right. the state run, being the only one allowed to run numbers. All over the news here, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, I think it was either six to eight people in their own home got arrested for playing Texas Hold'em for oh, money. It was on the news. They prosecuted these people. This was in the la- within the last two years. You oh. can look it up. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous it's how so sad. it is. It's so sad, and I bet you every one of them took a plea bargain, didn't they? I'm sure they did. I can't remember. I didn't follow it too much. It was on the news. I heard it a few t- bunch. Uh, you know, I listened to this station, uh, Fox News with Russell and Bond Schnitt and all that during the day. So you hear this stuff when it comes I'm on sorry you have to listen to, uh, to Todd Schnitt. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about that. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from okay. you, man. Thank you. Um, 800-259-9231. Hey, my good friend Fingers works for that show. <laughs> Todd Schnitt. 
Uh, he's Hodgson, for those that don't know, he's one of the uh, the up-and-comers, I guess, in the the radio business. Uh, kind of a one of the, I guess, the younger uh, talk talk show hosts out there. He is the worst radio. Hmm, Tom Likas is pretty bad. Rusty Humphreys is pretty bad too. I don't know. He's one of the top three worst uh, radio pukers I've ever heard. Ever heard. And when I say radio puking, I mean what you just did, Mark. You know what I'm saying? That where they just slur things and they 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 over enunciate and it's just bad, just bad. Anyway, but well, they, some people like there, it. There's a certain tightness that you keep in your voice. Well, that's you, right. Right. <laughs> you, you kind of tighten your neck up when you talk. Oh, you the hit it there. You, like, yeah, you really yeah, got it. Just and and the, it, it, it's called neck voice. Actually, is that when right? You, when you do the uh, the gargle when, when you t- talk like that. One eight hundred five eight hundred. That's Tom. That's Tom Lankis. <laughs> that's how he does it. Uh, yeah. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is our number. Maybe we should do a puker contest sometime. We've been trying to figure out how to give away some of these things we've got to give away. Normally we just do the um, the call-ins. Maybe someday we should have people call the Free Talk Live soapbox or something like that and do their best radio puke. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves here. Oh, speaking of contests, uh, we're going to do a Totasac giveaway here in a little bit, so stay tuned for that. It's Free Talk Live. Everybody. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at swordmovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit swordmovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. And if you want to be kept in the loop as to what is going on with Free Talk Live, you can get uh, on board with our email list or Facebook fan page, or Twitter. We've got multiple different ways to get the latest info about Free Talk Live to your eyes. Uh, Head over to news.freetalklive.com, and I guess we do some blind listeners as well. To your ears, if you're a blind listener. Anyway, uh, go to news.freetalklive.com, and you can sign up for either the email updates or the Facebook fan page or the Twitter account. So head on over. And it's free, of course, news.freetalklive.com. We continue here with your phone calls, going to David listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. David, what's on your mind tonight? Yes, a couple quick questions. Yes, sir. Uh, number one, did you, did you say that you had spent nine years in prison and now you've attained this position in life? I have. Uh, I spent nine years in prison. What was the question after that? I couldn't quite hear you. Oh, and you've achieved this this strong position as a commentator in life, that's good. You know, I spent a year in prison. I'm a medical doctor. My brother spent nine years in prison. He's a pharmacist. Really? How they, did you get kind of waivers for that? Um, it was my understanding that you couldn't be, uh, you know, couldn't get the licensing um, if you'd been a convicted felon. Well, you know, mine was all mine was all expunged, and I just put note all the boxes, basically, as you go through the application process, and my brother just came clean, and uh, they showed mercy. So they so what 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 um what do you mean they showed mercy did they uh I mean you know he he went they, through school had, well yeah he you know letting him into pharmacy school and then okay. you know I guess he was going to be you know they just let him you know 
assumed he would they, he would be allowed to be licensed. It was connected some way. Okay. Had several I, big meetings, and he went up and talked to him in, in Ohio and up at the board, and they just they let him pass through. It was very rare. That's great news. It you know shows that people that get out of prison can make a better life for themselves. Yeah, I was I was happy for him. So what um, else is on your mind? Well, you know, um, Barack Obama, he had a very strong sales pitch to become president with the hope and the change and yep. the eloquent speeches he gave. I'm just wondering if you had any thoughts about um, what sort of uh, paradigm someone would need to come in our current climate against him in a couple years and uh, have any sort of chance. Oh, I I think that uh, it's I think it's a foregone conclusion that 2010 is going to be a Republican uh, uh, a year unless uh, unless something dramatic happens between now and uh, the end of the year. I think that uh, you're going to see Republicans winning, and I I suspect uh, you know <clears throat> I suspect America is going to give the the House and the Senate back to the Republicans and the White House back to the Republicans. I don't think that that's going to be a, a particularly beneficial. To me, I think what's best, um, you know, while we're while we're waiting for the United States government to crumble um, under the weight of its uh, printing its own money, um, I I think that probably it's best if uh, if these houses are divided and they don't have uh, majorities of either party in in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. You know, and then one other thing, sort of a lighter note. You know, as far as race relation goes, with him being becoming president. It's just kind of funny how the media just portrays him as a completely 100% African-American male. So his mother's Caucasian. He grew up in Hawaii. You know, I mean, I've been to Hawaii. It's, you know, there's not really much of a African-American influence there as far as I could see. It's mostly Asian people. Not a not a hotbed for racial violence and uh, um, you know black on black and white violence in in Hawaii. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't go through and you don't say, hey, here's the ghetto. You know, it was more yeah. like there's, you know, a lot of Asian influence. Yes. But I wonder what, what the media is going to say and then, you know, in the future when someone, you know, comes from, say, downtown Chicago with two full African-American parents and more of a, a true African-American, you know, experience and becomes president. They've already crowned someone the first African-American president. You know, I thought that I was Bill Clinton. Yeah, oh, Bill Clinton. You know, because he played saxophone and sort of related to their, you know, to that group. It's an interesting question, and I thank you for the call tonight, David. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we continue, let's talk to Andrew in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andrew. Greetings. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I wanted to talk about the guy down in uh, Pennsylvania who called 911 over 11 times and ended up dying before the uh, EMS uh, service got to his oh, no. uh, apartment. What happened to him? Um, it was during their uh, snowmageddon, um, and uh, apparently it's a regional dispatch uh, or a county dispatch center that handles the 911 calls for their EMS service. And he had uh, stomach pains throughout his stomach, so he ends up calling and apparently there's some disagreement on some of the times he calls, whether or not he said, well, if they're busy, they can come back. But uh, one of the calls, he, the ambulance uh, person uh, calls the dispatch center and asks if he can come down to the street because their ambulance gets stuck in the snow about a block away from his apartment. Mm-hmm. And he says he'll try, but he says that he's unable to make it down because his stomach hurts too bad. Mm. And they end up canceling the call because, well, their ambulance is stuck, so, you know, they can't walk a block 
you know, to his apartment and, you know, uh, you know, take him, assess him and take him to the hospital. That seems kind of lazy. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what the uh, head of the uh, licensing for the EMS service said. Uh, why can't they just walk a block to the uh, to the apartment and uh, pick him up? What was their response? And, uh, well, no one from the e- EMS service commented yet. Mm. Uh, the head of their public safety division, I, I don't know what role he plays, but... Uh, yeah, why should they comment? Yeah, they're, they're launching an investigation. Uh, the people who do the licensing aren't happy with the EMS service. The president of the union says... Well, there was some miscommunication um, between the dispatchers and the EMS service, which is understandable since, you know, it was an emergency. They had double the amount of calls that they normally get. Mm -hmm. But when they have clear calls saying, hey, this guy needs help, he has, you know, bad stomach pains, which could be anything from uh, indigestion all the way up to internal bleeding, um, uh, appendicitis, which he apparently had. Right. Um, well, here's oof. what I, Yikes. you know, all these things are uh, are certainly bad, but here's what um, I think that people on, on the radio probably should be thinking. Now, if this was instead of a government. Tell everyone what to think, Mark. <laughs> if if this was instead of a government uh, organization, which is usually what we're talking about with the uh, larger cities, if this was a private ambulance service, which are all over the United States, just think how much they'd be getting sued. But suing the government, really difficult. Yeah, the the problem. Yeah, the problem with this situation is, I mean, he could call a you know private ambulance service if they have them. Uh, I mean, he lives, I guess, close to Pittsburgh. But the problem is, is he's paying for a the nine one one service, right. b the ambulance service because it's a county, it's a uh, statewide ambulance service. Um, he's paying for the dispatch center, it's probably through his county taxes. Mm-hmm. So he's paying for all this. He should at least, you know get the service that he is paying for and should at least get, you know, you know. Oh, you're such a dreamer, Andrew. He should get services he's paying for. Don't you know the government has no obligation to provide any services whatsoever? I I am quite aware. Uh, It it, it contrasts with the, uh, a nonprofit ambulance service that provides service for uh, three local towns uh, where I work. And they're kind of notorious for being, you know, willing to, um, you know, go out and, uh, you know, kind of not really take risks, but be, you know, out there and providing levels of service uh, for their customers as that they actually see it. Like uh, like above and beyond the what's expected is what you're saying? Right. Like uh, backing down quarter miles uh, dirt driveways and snow just to get to houses. I don't think I don't think notorious is quite the word you you were looking for. Uh, that, no, that tends it, to mean uh, negative. It tends to have negative connotations. Exceptional. Okay, there you there you go. Yeah, I mean, if because if they're private, then they've got to be outstanding. Otherwise, who's going to want to use them? They've got to. Uh, you well, know, they, no, uh, many communities don't have government ambulance service. Was this in addition to government or in, instead of government? Um, it's usually in place of or alongside of. Huh. Okay, very good. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Caller number two right now. You're going to get a Toto Sack, two-pack of the Toto Sack, 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. Going to help you bring those groceries back in from the car real quick. It's Free Talk Live. From the last margins of the land of Big Brother comes a new pro-freedom website. 
the UK Libertarian rails against the country's ridiculous regulation, its crumbling National Health Service, its disintegrating government schools, and the political parasites leeching more of our freedom every single day. Visit us at www.theuklibertarian.com. on your mind, just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Perhaps enough time for your call if you make it right now. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can buy some gold and silver from gold.freetalklive.com. Well, <laughs> you do it for uh, the reasons that we have probably the best rates that you're going to find of any of the uh, um, anything that you know is easy to find on the Internet. Uh, you can probably hunt down a better bargain here and there on eBay or something like that. But if you go to gold.freetalklive.com, you'll see some coins that I've picked out that aren't meant for experts, just people that want to um, get gold and silver, precious metals in their hands so that they can uh, you know have it as an investment as a hedge against inflation or even as a barter currency in case things go really poorly with uh, with the currency uh, the Federal Reserve note go to gold.freetalklive.com and uh, stock up there the shipping's best on if you get uh, 20 coins at once 20 to 25 coins at once so uh, um, keep that in mind when you're buying all right 800-259-9231. also want to remind you about the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's getting together with other like-minded liberty people and uh, and getting active. And that's what's happening here in New Hampshire. That's why we moved from Florida, uh, living uh, leaving our home state of Florida and making our new home up here in New Hampshire amongst hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. By the way, the Free State Project uh, is getting close to 10,000 members. Now, the goal is to hit 20,000, and then uh, the, uh, the official move starts. Starts, but almost 800 people are already here in New Hampshire, and over 9,930, let's see, 9,931 people are currently signed up. So that means that there are 69, 69 more. So we need to hit 10,000, and then we'll be on the downward slope. Uh, we'll be halfway to the uh, the 20,000 mark. So if you've been waiting, if you've been on the fence, uh, be, this is a good time to get st- get started, get on board with the Free State Project, and to uh, to come on over here and and join us here in New Hampshire. And of course, the Liberty. Forums coming up as well the uh, next month, the 18th through the 21st of March. Uh, we're going to be there broadcasting live, Free Talk Live, going to be in attendance. Uh, but more importantly, lots of uh, noteworthy folks and hundreds of like-minded Liberty people all hanging out together for a weekend at the Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel. Great excuse to come up here to New Hampshire to get to know some of the uh, the Liberty activists that we talk about a lot on this program. Uh, most of them are actually going to be there in person, and they're great people. So come on up, and you'll get to see people like Andrew Napolitano. You might know him from Fox News. Uh, He's going to be one of the guest speakers there, the keynote speaker. The Uh, judge. One of the keynote speakers, yep, they call him the judge. And a whole bunch of other great speakers. There's a whole list of speakers, and you can use uh, FTL to get a discount, 10% off, over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get all the info you need. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. We'll see you there as we go to your phone calls. Ladies first, Teresa, listening to WTAR in Virginia Beach. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hi, Teresa. Um, uh, I listen to a lot of different talk radio. I enjoy it, but um, mm-hmm. I'm just curious, maybe if you want to voice your opinion or and then other callers as to where do they really see this country going? I, I listen to money-oriented shows. I was listening to one this evening, and and a lot of the uh, people that are very knowledgeable about uh, money and finance, they just, they just do not 
see that a lot of these uh, policies, monetary policies, and just some of the direction this, the uh, administration has taken this con- country, this administration, the previous administrations, is just not in the best interest long term. And and then you have other talk shows that they seem to, uh, you know, conservatives can do no wrong, mm. liberals can do, do no right. And then you have others that just, um, you know, they just seem to uh, want to stir up a lot of fear in people. But mm. I, I can't. I just, I'm just curious, what do, what do people really feel like in general? Where will this country be in 10, 25, and 50 years? I mean, will we be radically different? Uh, you hear about the fundamental change that Obama wants to bring about. And, uh, you know, I'm not hearing anything specific. Everything is always <laughs> real general. Yeah, Everything I mean, is always very general. You know, hope and change. Well, you know, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, it's nothing. You hope you have some change left after he's done. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well. It, it means nothing. And I, I, I agree with your observations generally about the uh, the state of talk radio, uh, specifically the, the you know the conservatives uh, out there that just uh, the Republicans can do no wrong or the Democrats can do no wrong if you're if you're listening to a so-called progressive show, and it's really mindless um, and it's just it's doesn't encourage critical thinking, and I think it's very, very detrimental. As far as the money question, and you're, you're throwing that out to our audience, which is a, is a great question. I don't know how many people are going to be able to answer it in the next eight minutes or whatever before we uh, we end the show, but you're welcome to or or call back on Monday night and talk further about this. But I'll, I'll briefly say that I hope that the United States of America doesn't exist in 10 to 20, uh, 25 years anymore. I think it's run its course. It's well, time to, uh, to break it up. I agree with you that the federal government as it exists is is a real problem. I think that some organization that uh, binds the states together in some kind of loose fashion will likely come up. If it's not all the states, it'll be some of them. You know, that's interesting. I mean, I I hadn't really thought, you know, I don't know if I want to say I agree with that, but I do hear a lot of of the uh, people refer to um, when the founders created this nation. To them, it was a a big experiment. Mm Mm-hmm. I've heard that term used several times by different people that that it was uh you know it was an experiment and and like you're kind of saying I'm wondering if if they're saying that because they realize that you know the experiment is completed and <laughs> now it's time to move on to something new or or to take the results of this experiment and start a new one that that's what I'm curious about yeah, the um, you know, the it's it's funny when they when you get the story from his uh, from the history books or whatever, they'll 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 sort of tell you, you know, first came the United States, then the Constitution, and this is the greatest country in the world. And I'm not saying it's it it isn't because you know the 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 bar isn't very high, um, but the you know the fact is that the 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 articles of confederation when they when they met to sort of make those a little better because there were some problems. Basically, the uh, the the Federalists, uh, you know, quickly turned it into a constitutional convention where they were going to change everything about it. The anti-Federalists left. Uh, people like Madison and, and uh, Jefferson was actually uh, over in uh, France, but he was an anti-Federalist. Um, and and they essentially this was it was pushed upon people in a very surreptitious fashion so the constitution as it's written there's really no way to get this thing undone you're going to have to rely on the politicians who are you know bloodsuckers uh, from the american people to they're not undo it go. they're no. not going to undo it i don't i think you can have a constitution that would operate better than the one that we have but uh, you, you can't undo so. this one i know you well, don't that's think what that I'm saying. it's like it's like if if this has been an experiment for the past 
you know, 200 plus some, you know, some odd years now, then it seems like we would have learned something. And then we could, if they really <laughs> want to go forward, take what they've learned and create something new. That's what I'm wondering if what's really going on. Well, yeah. Have, have the American people actually learned anything? If you look at their patterns and their behavior, it seems as though most of them that are still participating in the system have not. Either that or they're just participating out of some sort of feeling of obligation. But if There's you nothing look, else to do. But, but it, well, you could secede. Uh, but if you look at... Uh, that's getting involved in the political um, apparatus in your state. You can declare independence. I mean, that would be for, for yourself, for multiple people. But yeah. anyway, my, my point on this is if you look every four years at the presidential debates, so you look at the presidential uh, can, uh, candidates and their contests and what they talk about, it's not like no one has ever used the change uh, concept before. It's not like the Republicans have never used uh, it's really smaller the same government thing. before. Change, maverick. Right. I mean, come on. They repackage, <laughs> right, they repackage the same message right. every four years with different messengers, and they manage to get the American people to believe that they're actually going to, you know, what we mean it this time. Uh, and so I don't know how many right. more years that's going to last. Now we've got the Internet. We can communicate easier with one another. We can get the truth. Uh, we can get at least more options to which we can then determine what we believe the truth to be better now than we ever could in the past when we were only presented with CBS, Fox, ABC, and NBC. Uh, so it's, so I think there it's, it's more likely that people will get a clue as to what's been going on or what's been happening as to the wool that's been pulled over their eyes uh, and take the rose-colored glasses off. I think that's more likely now, and I think you might see some of that happening with the, the popularity of like Ron Paul, for instance. Uh, so you know, there's some positive indicators out there, but I agree with Mark. There's, you know, I don't think think there's any chance that anything's going to change at the federal government level. I think that uh, the only way to, to change that is to get the hell out, uh, to uh, to start talking about secession. And if that means getting involved in state politics, so be it. Uh, I think that would be the best way to uh, to achieve any semblance of, of true freedom for us. And uh, Teresa, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. you. Let's go quickly to Robert. Robert, you got about the last 30 seconds. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? A few seconds. Thank you, guys. Um... Well, pretty much I wanted to leave you with your outro, a nice little uh, rhyme I put together that you inspired. Oh, okay, go for it. All right, cool. Here it goes. Okay, when it comes to oaths, I claim more than all you soldiers planting claymores. Blowing up civilians will haunt you forevermore, slowly tearing at your brain's core. The bruised soul won't mend and will stay sore for all the years stayed in in this deranged war. So, we must refuse to be like cattle and only fight for human rights when we battle. I know some is a neocon babble, but don't believe that because freedom and talking about it is never shallow. So how do I fortify my forces from forces lurking in the shadows? Robert, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Feel free to call us back uh, and, and read it again when we've got a little bit more time. We can talk about it. Uh, we'll see you Monday night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Hi, this is Larry Janeski of Larry Janeski's Basement Systems. I've been helping homeowners all across the country get the most out of their basements for 22 years. Right now, I'm going to bat for you. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be. Call 888-600-1113 and take advantage of the economy to get the best deal in years. Now is the best time to fix your basement and keep your hard-earned money in your own pocket. Call 888-600-1113 or visit talkbasements.com and I'll give you $500 off your full perimeter basement waterproofing system. You can use your beautiful basement today for your child's playroom, a home office, or just extra storage. And don't pay a cent until 2010. I'll stand behind our work forever with a lifetime warranty. Call 888-600-1113 or visit talkbasements.com and I'll give you a free water watch alarm. 
Call 888-600-1113 or visit TalkBasements.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.